I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. As we keep going on this journey, we have chosen to live at this exact time and with the exact people who we surround ourselves with. What is your story and who do you choose to be around? And if you have children, what are you modeling as a parent to your children? Because like I said before, our children do what we do, not what we say. Are you present in life knowing each passing day is history? And remember to cherish the moments in each day. I find myself when I look at my life pass by, which feels like it picks up speed as the years go by. Having the awareness that the actions and words I send out into the universe, whether on this podcast or in my friends and family, carry so much value and weight. Every thought we think, or word we speak, carries energy and creates the life we are living. What thoughts are you thinking on a daily basis? Because they are a true reflection of the life you are living. Having children at 37 and 40, for me, was one of the biggest gifts in my life. I knew all my life I wanted children. It just took me a while to find Richard, which we all know is all imperfect and divine timing. Our children pick us as their parents to teach us. We sometimes forget that our children are our greatest teachers. I have spent the last 15, almost 16 years instilling tools in my girls. So when they get to the age where they fly out of this nest of ours, they are equipped when faced with the circumstances that will allow them to make the right choices that will empower them to live authentically and on purpose. In these teen years, I have seen all of the intentionality of what I was doing come into fruition. It's hard for me to hear parents talk about teenage stuff as if it is negative, because with my girls, it's been so very positive, and I am so very grateful. Our teenage years with our girls has been a pure gift, because they have used the tools their whole life and really have created a muscle, so it's just automatic. Also, I'm always aware that they're observing Richard and I. So when we got to the teen years, we were praying it would look like this. And yes, it does. And I could shout it to the universe. It makes my heart so happy. Being a parent in my eyes is the biggest gift in this life, which is what has inspired me to create my Raising Confidence course for teens so I can help each teenager the tools I think are crucial in living a powerful and purposeful life early on before they head out of, onto their own journey. Part of my eight-week program, I instill gratitude, 
affirmations, core values, the morning routine, limiting beliefs. We even learn about the angels and spirit guides. So they have an awareness of the power they have to connect to their magical powers. Teaching this course lights me up when I see the transformation and confidence. It occurs right before my eyes and I love it. I have had quite a few authors and speakers contact me who also want to help children or teenagers in their spiritual growth and so many other areas. It's so fascinating to hear and meet these amazing souls who are passionate with teaching kids, especially in this generation, these powerful tools that I love too. The woman that came to me who is on the show today is one of those beautiful souls. Her name is Michelle Henderson. She wrote a book called Spiritual Nurturing for Intuitive Children. I read it and I learned so many of her magical tools. You are going to love her. Even if you don't have children, she is a very gifted medium and psychic and even an artist. But before I bring her on, let me tell you a little bit about her. Michelle Henderson has always chosen a career that has helped others heal in different situations. She has worked in education as a teacher, educational diagnostician, and behavior analyst for 30 years. While teaching children with autism, she wrote a book called A Three-Element Social Skill Program, Instruction, Drama, and Technology. In 2006, she opened a learning center, a nonprofit organization teaching children social skills through drama techniques. In parallel to that, her intuition blossomed in her 20s and visitations from the spirit world began to increase. After retiring from education, knowing she was going to serve the divine and offer spiritual services, Michelle obtained her ordained ministry from the Universal Life Church Ministries in 2019. In 2021, Michelle became a certified spiritual advisor with psychic and medium certificates through the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. As she embraced her spiritual growth, she was able to use these skills to help special needs families. Her journey to becoming a professional spiritualist began when she retired from education. With the knowledge she obtained through her lifelong work with children, she became passionate about helping intuitive children embrace their gifts. Michelle also shares her innovative ideas with her other light workers, giving them direction about supporting families of intuitive children. Michelle is known for her powerful gift of spirit art. She will draw the image of your loved one during your medium reading with her. She also creates colorful and specific orograph storyboards in her psychic readings. Whether you are receiving a medium or psychic reading, you will not only leave with clarity, but with an art piece that will memorialize your experience. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So let's get started. So without further ado, please welcome Michelle Henderson to the show. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me today. You are so welcome. All the way from Texas on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I am honored and I am so excited for this conversation. Well, in the intro, I was explaining, you know, having children and being a parent and my passion is, is, you know, teaching children and parenting. And I have my 13 and 15 year old and I know your kids are older and gone on their way, but 
you know, when I read your story and I hear your background and how you were raised and, you know, just how you kind of keep opening magic. I always call uncover your magic because I feel like you just keep uncovering your magic. You know, you keep each phase of your life. I always, you know, it's like picking the breadcrumbs and opening up different things and realizing the gifts that we all have. And we've always had, but we just aren't ready for them yet. I think what I'd love for you to do is go from like how you were raised. You know, I know it was very religious background mm-hmm. with your family, how you were raised in Texas. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so I um, actually grew up in Abilene and there are three Christian colleges And so with all of that, it's very conservative. And of course, it's in the Bible Belt of Texas. So whenever I started having my spiritual experiences, I could feel spirit being there. And I was very in tuned. And I was a very sensitive and emotional child. I cried all the time. So I found out later, it's because I was also an empath. I'd come home from school, and I would still have that feeling of others whenever I got home. So whenever I tried to approach my family, they would listen, but they would say, oh, oh, let's not talk about it. It's, you know, maybe it's your imagination. And of course, As I got a little bit older and I could talk to friends, they said, do not open that door. You're Hmm. going to, you know, let something in that's going to get you astray. It's going to be an evil thing. (laughs) I'm going, it it doesn't feel evil, you know, that kind of thing. And I, and I really am grateful for my upbringing, even though I say it was difficult in a way, it still made me who I am today. And so, and I always had a great relationship with Jesus. I always felt like I could always talk to him if I was in trouble. I'd be going, oh, help me. (laughs) So (laughs) I'd always talk to the divine. And, you know, the divine can be anybody that you think of. But Jesus was just one of those that I just felt very comfortable in saying, yes, I feel like I'm talking to Jesus. And just anytime I felt insecure, I would reach out to him. So, but yeah, so the, the Christian and the, the being in Texas is very difficult. And when I came out in 2019, out of the closet, should we say, as a psychic medium. <laughs> I know, but that's not very long ago when no. I was reading, like crazy. <laughs> it is, but, you know, in a way I still used it and I took classes and I, but I just didn't really tell anybody. It's one of those things that I don't want everybody to know the true me. Mm-hmm. And then until just recently. And then when I did come out of the closet, a lot of people go, oh, I'm not surprised. Right. I'm not why surprised do you, at why all. Why do you think it, I feel like lately, and I know it's probably because my reticular activating system is like opening up and I'm, oh, right. I'm so focused <laughs> on these people that are coming out. Yes. Do you feel like you were ready because the world needs you or you were like, what would make you want to come out of the closet in 2019 versus 2000? And I, and I totally agree with you is, is I think that a lot of people are awakening more and more. And I think that there's an energy shift here. And I just felt there was a calling. I just felt like I had to do it, you know, that, that kind of thing. So I I guess it was more of a calling. And then once I got out there and I really started taking classes during COVID, like you said, I met so many people who were actually coming out of the closet at the same time hmm. and had the exact same experiences as I had. And they also closed up because of, you know, us being people pleasers. 
and trying to, you know, be in that norm, society norm. And I met so many, and I think that's really what inspired me to write the, this book is I thought, you know, there's so many people who were shut down when they were younger. Right. And I know that with each generation, and this has been going on since crystal, you know, crystal children were identified in the 1960s. Okay. And, and so I'm so, a crystal child if I was born in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you and me both. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, and there are characteristics of being, being a crystal child as well. But yeah, and there's, there's like three generations. There's crystal children and then there's, oh my gosh, I am going blank. Indigo. There you go. Indigo children. Okay. So indigo I'm sorry. So yeah, I did it totally wrong. Ingo children, crystal children, and then rainbow children. Oh. So, yeah. So, they're all three. And, of course, uh, Doreen um, talked virtue? about. Yes. Virtue. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I don't know why I'm going like. No, I love Doreen Virtue. Yes. I don't, I don't yes. know why I thought that's who you were talking yes, about. Yes, absolutely. See, and um, she talked about the indigo children and then really talked about each generation and what their purposes were. So we have really been in this energy for a long time, but now I think we're beginning to accept it. Why? Because I think it's almost like if you think of the 60s, okay, mm-hmm. think, looking back there, there was a lot of chaos going on. There was an energy shift going, and I think a lot of people started looking for spirituality. Right. Now, since we have COVID, I think a lot of people are coming out going, you know what? There's more to life than my busy life that I had before. Right. And I think there is an energy energy shift going on as well. And I think we're going to see that in the next year or two. And a lot of people are beginning to open up and go, you know, I am much happier looking beyond what is possible than being structured, you know, and in a religion. And I think if you want to stick with your religion, I mean, that's that's totally, you know, up to an individual. But a lot of people are seeking other things. Mm hmm. And I think it's just that energy shift that we're right. feeling. You know, the, do you call it like the age of Aquarius? Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically what, what they're calling it is the age of Aquarius that is going on. Right. That people are beginning to connect. And yes. Yeah. I feel like, right. Do you feel it too? Yes. Well, I feel it in me. And I, you know, I just watch even my, like we were talking before the, the progression of my podcast and who I've had come on oh, and right. my, my growth and my awareness of what is going on. And, you know, I've like, since t- 2020 for me, it's, I'm a completely, you know, in just two years, a different person. Then I can go back, you know, t- you know, I can go back to 2020 and go, it probably wasn't as fast of growth, you know, right. as it is, as it has been the last two years. Oh, interesting. And it's probably because I've, that's my intention too, you know, and plus I can't help it when I have a podcast and I'm meeting these amazing people that have catapulted me to further growth. Right. So, I mean, that's a different aspect of it, but, you know, I think, you know, having children and looking at like indigo and, you know, cause I've always heard that I didn't hear, I haven't heard of rainbow. Is there, what yes. year, what's that generation? Okay, what year so are they that, born? that is after the, okay, so we have the indigo and then the crystal children are actually children of the indigos. 
Okay. And so that would be the 1980s. And then the early 2000s are the rainbow children. Okay. And a lot of these children are very sensitive and just really showing the love. And a lot of them have been diagnosed with Asperger's or autism. Okay. And the autism realm. In the rainbow children. Yes. So my children's yes. the early 2000s. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's just a, and each generation has a different, you know, it's like the indigo children were more warriors and they didn't want to, they didn't care what you thought of them and wanted to follow the rules, but more spiritual rules. And if anybody was mean or obnoxious or not of, of ill intent, then they didn't want to put up with them. So it's very interesting how they had a goal in mind for that. Hmm. And of course, all three generations are called star children. Okay. That's what I was, because star seed, is that the same yeah, thing? Yes, basically. Right. Okay. Right. So and those it, it really three, depends. 30, that's 30 years? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and really, and I've, I've pretty much, I was also thinking, and this is my own thinking and thought on it, is this generation right now, I feel like we're also looking at kaleidoscope children. And a lot of these children, again, they're like rainbow children, but they see the different energies of the earth. They mm-hmm. can see the different um, grids that the earth is putting on. They can see the different patterns. We have that geometric, you know, spiritual patterns, and they can see a lot, all of this. They can see energy. And a lot of children that have been diagnosed with autism can see all this. They may not be able to express it. Right. And a lot of them can also communicate telepathically. Right. So, and I thought, you know what? It's almost like, kind of like the rainbow children with the different colors. And also thought of kaleidoscope children because you see the different patterns when you're looking. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love those. I remember childhood toy. Yes. And yeah. But the, so each it's every 10 years, a new. Yes. It looks like it, you know, and that's how Doreen did it. You know, she was, and I know that she got a lot of her information is from angels. Right. And so that's, yeah, she, so she was able, the angel spoke to her and told her these were the generations of children that were coming out. But of course, the indigo children, Nancy Torpe is the one that developed the indigo children. And then Doreen just kind of, you know, attached to her and said, yes, this is actually what is happening. Okay. Yeah. I looked up that Nancy today because I interview a man, Dominic Zenden. You should look at those. I have him. Oh, he's yes. on two episode. He's he he's in the UK, but he reads the auras, right? And right. he's had it since he was you know five years old. He could see the color. So I, that was fascinating to me. I sent that sent her. I know she's passed on, right? Yeah, yeah Nancy. Yes. yes, Nancy has the and other one. Yes, the other one you mentioned hasn't. What was her name? Doreen. No, no, not Doreen, another woman, but I sent him both of those uh, websites. Oh, okay. Uh, but because um, I'm interested l- learning from other people about how they see the auras and how children, you know, I just, I see this, I even see the children that my friends, you know, now are probably five, four, five, six. I've always called them old souls because I see oh, right. their eyes, you know, and I'm right. like, gosh, they just know so much. You can just feel it in their, oh, looking in their eyes. So explain to me, you know, like mine are the rainbow children. And then is each generation of these children, are they more connected to spirit? Are they more connected? They have higher sensitivities than 
that like we were back in the 60s. Right. Well, and I and I again, I don't think everybody is actually, you know, and always I just say label, you know, it depends on even though you're born in the 60s, it doesn't mean that you're going to be an indigo child. And so it just depends on where you are spiritually. And I don't think that each generation are more spiritual than the next. I think society is just opening it up more and more and accepting it more than they used to. Got it. And I think all children are so sensitive when they're born spiritually. And each, just like anybody else, we have our own pathway, our own journey, our own goal. And I think these children have their own goal and their uh, talents because everybody, you know, heal differently. So like with my abilities, I may be healing somebody totally different than who you're healing. Mm -hmm. Right. So we all have to have different abilities to reach everybody. Right. Right. Will you explain? Yes. Okay. Okay. But when you were talking about, like, I always know, like from one to seven, you know, those are when we're, the kids are being, you know, programmed and limiting beliefs and all that. But you go into a part of your book that talks about every seven years. Oh, yes. Okay. Can you explain that? Okay. So, yes. And it's very complicated. So every seven years, you're because, you know, we have the different chakras. Right. Okay. And so each one has its purpose. Well, every seven years, it's almost like they restart for another seven years. So, yeah. So you're going through something totally different and totally spiritual for that year. And so, but yeah, and sometimes it will be working with the root chakra you know, may experience something totally different from every seven years. So, but yeah, it's very fascinating that we actually almost restart our, I don't want to say neurological system, but more of our energy system. Yeah. I've heard that before, but the way you talked about it with chakras, I hadn't heard that. And, you know, it's when you think of, you know, at seven and then you go to 14 and, you know, I look at my girls and and I was listening, reading, reading that book and I thought, okay, now Presley is going to be turning 14 next year. <laughs> you know, you see the shift, you know, to look for the That's shifts. Just, yes. You know, yes. right. Yes. And even me, like I think, you know, when you start adding your, you know, at 50 and then I'm 53, you know, then you keep, you know, go up to seven. I don't know. Right. I just, I've heard it, those. Yes. And it's very fascinating. And, you know, you think all your chakras are opened, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes they, they're, I don't want to say they're blocked, but whatever is happening in your life, you tend to, you know, uh, block it a little bit with emotions. Mm -hmm. So if your chakras are not in line, then you're not totally able to really feel or get that information correctly. It may be more difficult for you. You may feel off-centered, off-balance in your life. And sometimes it has something to do with your chakras. And I know a lot of people will go to like sound therapy or frequency therapy and try to get that chakra working again or, or going into yoga and meditation will help as well. And really figuring out, well, what is triggering me emotionally and spiritually why I should close one of those chakras. So it would be just intuitively saying I could tell my my heart chakra is blocked. I need to go clear it. Like, yeah, a lot of times, you know, I can actually feel whenever I have a blockage. It's like, and recently it's been my throat chakra. 
And each chakra has a different purpose. And, you know, so whatever you're going through, you can always say, okay, what am I experiencing right now that is, which chakra would have something to do with that? So if I'm having a hard time speaking my truth, it may be my heart chakra that is off balance. You mean your throat chakra? Yeah. What did I say? Heart. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. Yeah. I'm throat chakra. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Throat. <laughs> so, yes, my throat chakra. Right. And then right. your heart chakra would be like a love relationship or? Oh, absolutely. So if you got, you have a lot of anger in you and, and, and you're just not, and you feel like people are, you're not trusting a lot of times it will be your heart chakra. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back to these children that you're now inspired to teach and oh absolutely yes. and help and you know pick up their you know you think of these children when they're young that you know have these imaginary friends or dreams and you know and the parents are thinking is you know it's just an imaginary friend but what you do is you dig deeper and you start to explain you put the light on the imaginary friend it could be someone that is absolutely let's absolutely. go there Yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So parents will tend to, you know, think it is an imagination and be or they become afraid of it. And it's like, you know, we need to really look into it, listen to your child and see what is actually going on. And, you know, and if it's the imagination, if you find out it is an imagination, it's not any big deal. You know, it's not, it just means that your child is creative, but it also could be that they're talking to a loved one or maybe a spirit that has attached to them. And um, so they're, they're talking to them, you know, like, <laughs> like you would an imaginary friend, but the conversation should need to take place. And a, a parent should not, you know, close it up and say, oh, you're being silly. Then the child's going to feel that. Right. Or feel afraid of it. And so a lot of times just talking with them, having them draw who they're talking to also will be very helpful. Or they could explain what they look like or maybe their personality and just have, have a conversation with them and also make the child feel that they are in total control. So if the child says, my imaginary friend is not leaving me alone. <laughs> and say, well, tell them right now you don't want to play anymore. You need a break from them. And so the child really needs to feel like they are in total control of what is going on with them. Right. Because sometimes as they get a little bit older, it can be overwhelming if there are a couple of spirits wanting to talk and they're going and they're feeling all this energy. They need to really feel into it and know that they are in total control. So is this you? Are you talking about you growing up? Is this what you were going through? I actually did. <laughs> I would actually hear them talking. And it almost sounded like the TV was on when the TV wasn't on. And then I could feel them like a group of them coming into my room and wanting to talk. And I even uh, one time I got scared and I covered my eyes up and I tried to bury my head in the pillow and I could feel someone stroking my neck. Oh my god. Like, you know, they're trying to comfort me. Right. So, and I was the one that was, you know, afraid of it. And they they were not it wasn't anything to be afraid of. But I but I told them I'm not ready yet to have you in my life. And they did. They went away. Huh. Well, but, you saw, I say they went away, they were always there, I'm sure. You know, they they never right. go away, but they weren't as strong. 
And then when I got a little bit older and I could deal with that, that's when I started working with them again. So that was when you came out of the closet? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, actually, that was in my 20s. Now, I didn't come out of the closet. I did find a uh, medium that helped me deal with it and gave me, she gave me some strategies to use and and how not to be afraid of it and how to embrace it and work with whoever was coming in. And that made all the difference in the world. And I knew I wasn't the only one going through the same thing. But now once I went out, came out of the closet, I was, I was not afraid of it anymore. And I had taken, again, like I said, taken a couple of classes. So I understood the procedure and what was going on. When you learned how to work with them, Give me an example. So spirit or this angel's coming to you and rubbing your neck. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. Okay. So it really kind of opened the channel whenever to work with people and help heal people and, you know, talk to them and actually use it. Because whenever you're, you're getting things intuitively about a person psychically, you know, unless you you have their permission, you don't want all this information thrown at you. Right. And that's what I was getting a lot of time. So I had to learn how to block it a little bit with that type of energy. Now, with spirit, with loved ones who have crossed over or anyone who's crossed over and they're trying to communicate with me or my spirit team, it's like I, one time I was watching a movie and I was, you know, enjoying the movie and someone popped in and said, would you please tell my granddaughter this? And it was a a lady that I was working with. And I mean, she was strong and her voice was really strong. And I said, yes, if you let me watch the movie, I will definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely let her know. And so just learning how to work with them and say, you know, there's a time and place because they're just trying to get you know, their loved one to say hello to them. Right. And so you just learn how to say, okay, when I'm working, whenever I have a client in front of me, that's when you need to come in. And my spirit team, I didn't really connect with until I came out of the closet and I finally learned how to communicate with them because you can feel them, but really understanding that they are there to help you is a whole different story. Give me something. I want to hear how you do that. So, okay. So, yeah. So, everyone that's listening is going to be like, come on, Ashley, tell, ask her that question. And, you know, that's a very good question because, again, you know, and it's like anything else. If riding a bicycle, you have to learn, you know, you tune like a talent, a skill that you have to learn to do. So whenever you are a psychic medium, you have to learn exercises to know how to control it. So whenever I am with a client and they're wanting mediumship and psychic reading, that's when I call in my spirit team, you know, please let me know if I am, you know, giving correct information. And what they'll do, they'll give me goosebumps. And also they'll communicate me with me through pictures. I, I see images in my head. I can talk to them like a conversation, like what we're doing right now. And then sometimes I just feel into it. I just know what they want me to say. So you learn all of this because everybody gets information differently. Some people get it from, you know, putting an object in their hands and they can feel the energy mm-hmm. and they can, they can find the history of that object and, uh, and know everything about the person who owned the object. 
where that is not my skill. (laughs) I can't do that. So everybody has different clairs that they work on. And it's just like, I'm very clairvoyant, which means I can see things very clearly. And you Um, know how to turn it off and turn it on. Yes. And sometimes, again, you'll have a spirit that pops in and wants to talk. And if I'm working and I have my not working and I'm trying to live my life, I say, not right now. I can't. This is my life. I, whenever I'm working, I'll let you know. Do you so, feel like you're, you're surrounded? Like if you were to explain who's around me, like you're just, if there's so many guides and spirit, like angels, yeah, you could not even imagine. How do you describe that? Uh, give me, okay. So about your spirit team, is that what you're asking? Well, I'm just saying like if when you're with somebody, since we're together, like you're saying, oh, if you're going to tell me like, oh, Ashley, you're so supported and you have, you know, so much, so much, so many angels and guides around you. How would you, uh-huh. do you see that? I don't know. Okay. So some people can actually see people like apparitions or shadows behind you. I don't, I fill into it. So whenever I, whenever spirit comes or loved one comes through, that's that uh, they're kind of communicating with me and I'm just kind of making that line to you. But there are certain people that actually can see the angels around you, but I mainly talk to the person who has deceased. Whenever I'm talking to your spirit guides, I talk to them, but I can't necessarily see that. Okay. Now, when I'm clairvoyant, I'm talking about whenever they're communicating with me, they can send me visuals. You know, images. So images like your, do you, when the deceased person comes to you, are they giving you evidence-based? So you're telling the person, is it, can you do that? Oh, for you? Oh, sure. Do that. Can you? (laughs) (laughs) I can actually. Okay. So what we'll do is... Always ask permission for me first, okay? Mm-hmm. And so do you give me permission to connect with your loved one that's coming through, okay? I and I always do that, and I'll tell you why. Whenever you watch TV, okay, and they're walking through the street, and they see someone, and they start talking to them, that's all staged, okay? And so whenever you ask somebody, a client, can I connect with your loved one, you're getting that permission because you don't know what's going to come out, <laughs> right? especially when it's live. Okay. So do you want to hear everything that your loved one has to say? Yes. Okay. Now, if I speak of something and we're live and you're going, no, <laughs> do that. Okay? okay. All right. So really is coming in strong. And when we were talking and everything, and she's going, oh, she just wants to come through. Do you, it's, it's a female. Okay. And let me tell you also that before we get started, so that your listeners know, whenever we connect with a loved one, mediums are not a hundred percent. Okay. So, so, and it's all in the interpretation. So if they show me like a car and I'm seeing a car, I'll try to interpret the way that I'm seeing it. But my client might be going, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So if I say something and it doesn't make sense to you, say no. Okay. Okay. And it's okay. Sometimes it's so powerful when we figure out what's going on here, then it, it turns into a yes. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. But I am feeling very strong energy. <laughs> and I mean, when I say strong, it's like very heavy in here. 
which is a good thing. Okay. So whenever I say it's really heavy. Okay. So this female and she, I think why I'm feeling into it is she was a very strong lady. And when I say strong, that's her personality. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was a very strong lady and she didn't take crap from anybody. (laughs) It's what she's telling me. Now, I am feeling into it that, that is it, could this be your grandmother with it her personality? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, okay. So, and see, here's what's happening is she is giving me goosebumps and I don't, they get into my aura and they kind of like, yes, yes, yes. That's who I am. Okay. Uh-huh. And she's giving me goosebumps. She's a very strong lady, which is so nice. Sometimes you don't get that connection with them, but this lady, I'm getting a connection. And the evidence that I like to give, okay, hold on. (laughs) The evidence that I love to give is more personal, not really like dates or anything, because, you know, anybody could look at YouTube or, you know, Facebook and find that. Um, Okay. For some reason, she wants to, because I was kind of saying, can you tell me a memory or something? And she really wants to show how strong she was because I think she was very proud of that, especially with her generation, because a lot of women, you know, cared about what they looked like or whatever. And she was proud of the fact that was she a bigger woman? Well, I'm I'm either thinking of my mom's mother or my dad's mother. Okay. My mom's mother was, I only knew her for like two, I was probably three when she passed away too, mm-hmm. but she was strong and she was a like ballet. She was like, had a ballet studio. She was very strict with my mom. That strength. Okay. 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 And what she's kind of showing me is, and it could be a lot of times we call it piggybacking. Sometimes it could maybe could be both of them, but what she's showing me, and I think as she got older, what she's showing me is that she I'm not feeling that it was a ballet situation, you know, how, you know, ballet ballerinas are really strong and they're thin and everything. She was kind she kind of got bigger, you know, a bigger woman. Okay. All right. I'm going to just tell you what she's telling me because I'm asking her to kind of give me something. And and sometimes they'll just give me an object and I'm trying to ask her, but she's wanting me to say something about an ashtray. So I don't know if this has any significant with you, but I don't know if it's something about this ashtray. It's my dad's mom, I think. Okay. I used to work with her. Okay. And my dad. We were close. Awesome. And my dad smoked. And I'm sure okay. there was an ashtray. And, and that could be, okay. So what she's showing me, and that's how whenever she's smoking like this, uh, uh-huh. she's showing me, and this ashtray, she's kind of showing me that it's kind of like a place that people would talk. I don't know, maybe at work, you know, they would talk and they would smoke. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's this ashtray kind of in between them. Hmm. A lot of smoking going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she was big. She was bigger. Okay. And I think, okay, so that's probably who we're talking to. 
And I and I always tell people sometimes you get a lot of information at once. It kind of like when, you know, a satellite dish and you get it and then sometimes they, you know, slow down a little bit because when we're on the right track, that's exactly. Okay. It's almost like I'm feeling that your dad and her sometimes did not get along, that they had a difference of opinion. Okay. And I think she's making me feel that you heard a lot of these conversations sometimes and it would almost kind of make you sad is because whenever they would argue, it's almost like you thought that uh, they hated each other. And it's not like they hated each other. It was almost like they, they wanted to both vocal their opinion, you know, very strongly and they both enjoyed that. And that Mm -hmm. was a relationship. And my dad has passed away. Uh, okay. He passed away before she did. Okay. Okay. I was hoping that you were bringing him in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, and, and okay. So I tell a lot of people too, is the one that comes, and this makes perfect sense too, that the one that comes first is the stronger one. Okay. I don't know for, you know, the stronger one with energy, the connection. And let me see what she, what her message is to you. Okay, because there's, and I always love to bring messages in. So she's, she's let me know that, you know, a lot of times you feel strong and you, and you try to display being very strong, but inside you're dying. You know, it's kind of like you're, you've got a wall up and you're trying to portray that you're very strong and that you can handle anything when you can't. Mm -hmm. And she said, Dear, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. You'll find that courage, okay? Get that anxiety, get that ego out of the way because I think what's happening is you're thinking too much about things. And she said, hey, don't. Do be like me (laughs) and just voice your opinion. So get that throat chakra working, that kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I'll go ahead and, and bring your dad in. So were you a daddy's girl? Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, there's three of us, three girls. Okay. So. okay. No, 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 no. But it's almost like I'm feeling that your dad was very patient. Mm-hmm. Does this describe his personality? Yes. It's almost like he, he would was. let y'all, I can kind of see him sitting back and watching y'all and just kind of not really saying anything and letting you almost learn your own lessons. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to interfere at all with it, right? 100%. And so, okay, okay. And I mean, I'm asking him his looks and goes, well, I was kind of, I don't want to say good looking. He was kind of average looking. <laughs> he was really good looking. Okay. Okay. He, but did he have darker hair? He had blonde hair, but he was oh, always he about his, you know, tan and his hair perfect and his clothes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. What he's letting me know, he goes, yeah, but that wasn't important. <laughs> Even though, okay, even though, because that's something that you saw as a child, that the way, you know, it's almost like you admired him for that. But he's saying that wasn't really the important thing. It was having the family. It's having the girls around is what was important. Okay. So he doesn't want you to think, you know, when you think of him, don't think of him dressing up, you know, even though you just described it, but just know that y'all made life bearable for him. 
you know, when it was up and down all the time. And did his business kind of go up and down quite a bit? Okay. Y'all were the ones that got him through it. Yes. And he wants to thank you for that. Okay. Okay. Now he is telling me that not only is he, he's around your children as well. Okay. Your oldest daughter. Mm -hmm. Is she the 16 year old? Yeah, almost. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. So she's letting me know that he is going to bring a good old boy to her. (laughs) Okay. So, so a good one, a good one that you will be able to trust and feel good about. Oh, wow. But I think your older daughter does feel him around. Does she ever mention him? Well, I talk about him. They never got to meet. She was born two days before he passed away. And I never got to say goodbye. I was in the hospital giving birth while he was passing away. Okay. Okay. Well, and just to let you know, he was there, you know, and he he was watching her in the crib too. Because what I'm seeing is at the hospital, you know, those little, I don't want to say crib, but Uh he he was definitely there watching. Mm. Even though, because, you know, they travel out of their bodies. Right. So, even, yeah. So, he was, he was definitely there. He didn't miss it. Mm. You're going to make me cry. Okay. You already did. Oh, sorry. But let, but let your, yeah. So, if your daughter ever says, I feel some type of energy around, it's going to be him. And it's mm. going to be that real gentle. Not, I mean, and I'm not putting your grandmother down at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm letting her know. Because she has some strong energy and it was heavy. Feeling, uh-huh. you know, his is going to be more light and loving energy. Right. All right. And- so that's kind of, okay. So that was a mediumship. I'm going to leave you with that. Okay. So that was a mediumship reading. So that's what I feel. And then sometimes your guides will also help me out, but I, they didn't have to help me out with these two. <laughs> they were strong enough. But whenever I'm doing a psychic reading is sometimes when the team comes in and mm-hmm. they communicate the same way a spirit does, but it's from a spirit team. Now I don't have the foresight to know if it's a if it's your angel or if it's a spirit guide or a loved one that's there. I just know that they're helping me. Okay. Huh. Because you feel their their energy. You feel Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, in during psychic reading, what I'm doing is I tap into your energy. So it's a little bit different. Where there, I was tapping into spirit. So my energy had to get up higher. Okay. When I do psychic reading, it come, my energy comes down so that I can meet with your energy. And so I'm reading you, basically. And then your spirit team will help me, and I get the goosebumps whenever I'm on the right track. And that is your spirit team telling me, this is perfect. It's exactly, I mean, what you're saying is perfect. Yes, yes. Is it, And when I say perfect, it's what you need to hear. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm not saying perfect for me. I'm just saying that the message that I'm relaying is what you need to hear. Got it. And what they want me to say. Because sometimes you can get off track and then you're going, and the person's going, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, I got to dive back in for something, something's, you know, happening. Some people will actually close up, especially during a psychic reading. And it's really hard to get information whenever you close up and you block my energy. Right. Are you one to ask, have them ask you questions? 
Oh, or yeah. do you just, they, they just sit there and you just tell them? I try, I try to tell them, uh, you know, what I do in the beginning for a psychic reading is I tell them all this information first. And then if I don't cover something that they wanted me to cover, like your dad, you know, you want to talk to your dad, then I go back in and see if I can get information for that. And then sometimes I'll bring out Oracle cards and just to give further reading and what I call a force connection. Mm -hmm. So an Oracle card will have different pictures and you tune into the picture and say, okay, what am I being pulled to? And what meaning does this have for my reader? And then you'll hear something and you'll be, and you fill into it and you go, oh, that's exactly what it is. Huh. You know, when you work with the, with the children, going back to the children, but when, because I try to teach my girls to, we talk to our angels and we, you know, I always, <laughs> I mean, you should see our routine in the morning. Oh. What we do. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you were right. a fly on the wall, um, yes. but you can teach because we're all, we all have this ability. We just don't know how to use it. Right. And I think a lot of times, oh yeah, and I and I think you've got it as well. I think it's like you don't know how to make it stronger. And what I tell people, if you have or feel like you're being called or you want to do something about it to increase that skill, I would join a psychic medium developmental circle or any class that's out there, because there are so many different exercises that we practice. We practice on one another in class, and Mm -hmm. that's how you get stronger. And I think you get stronger and you get more confident. Because a lot of times, like whenever I was reading you and some information wasn't coming in just for that second, sometimes you can get your ego and go, oh my gosh, I've lost that connection. It's right. not going to work, uh, you know, yes. and then you might as well just stop the rating. So I think it's good knowing your confidence and doing some exercises. How I used to really clear my mind is doodling. Mm-hmm. So I would doodle or I would draw the person that I'm, I'm uh, bringing in and that would get my ego out of the way because when you're doodling or it's almost like, and I don't want to say this, but when you're driving a car, a lot of times your mind will drift off right? and that imagination starts happening. I mean, I, I really have created excellent teaching lessons when I'm driving, <laughs> even funny. though I'm aware, you know, I don't want to say do that when you're driving, but that's what <laughs> your mind does. Right. You but know? you do art too. You, you do that. That's part of your gift is you right. do draw, like if you would draw my dad and then show me like, here's your dad. Right. I, yes. But okay. So what I tell people is whenever I draw, it's more of a likeness so, because I only have like 30 minutes to draw and I am not, I mean, I I have not taken lessons. I've kind of self-taught. And so I come from, I use a pattern and then they talk to me of how I need to change this face and what color they wanted or want me to put on there, what color of eyes they had and everything. And it would be more of a likeness and, so, you know, not, not a portrait, shall I say, because, <laughs> you know, you get the ring. Some people can do that, but it takes, I mean, with the shadowing and everything, it takes more than 30 minutes. Oh, so, so I do it as quick as I can, you know, to get that connection going. And I can also do it when you're not with me. Okay. So, huh. yeah, it's totally different type of energy tapping in. And to me, I don't really like to do anything like that without the client. 
Because to me, it's not really healing if I'm not talking to you, you know, back right. and forth. But I've had spirit come in and want me to practice, you know, drawing them. Huh. Do you like, I love automatic writing. Oh, I do too. I do and too. I really, I work on that. And I, even in my intros for the podcast, I feel I'm getting where I go, gosh, it's just, I don't, when I listen to the podcast, like the next week, when it comes out, I go, right. I said that. Right. Like, <laughs> who was that? I didn't know I had those words. Oh, exactly. that, is, that is channeling. Isn't yes, that? It is. It's exactly. And I think, and I think our kiddos are good at doing that as well. You know, whenever, you know, we were talking about how can a parent talk to their child of what's going on? Whenever, you know, you had, you're coloring with a child and you're drawing with a child or painting with a child and just having that creative moment, that's when they open up. And sometimes they can even channel spirit in whenever they're, they're drawing or painting with you. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, it can, because they're such open channels for spirit. Right. And um, again, not to be afraid of it, but the drawing really gets them going and thinking about it. The one thing that children don't have whenever they're talking about spirit are the adjectives. So like whenever I was saying she's strong and she's big, they may not know how to explain it. Okay. They may know how to feel it. So if they draw, you know, a big person, then you go, oh, she was huge, wasn't she? You know, something like that. So that's where the drawing comes into. Or if, you know, the smoking, we're talking about smoking, they may not know what an ashtray is because they don't smoke like we we used to in the 60s and 70s. So they may go, well, I I see something being dipped into a tray, you know, and Uh they may not have the verbiage. So spirit, so they have to learn how to work with their spirit team to get the verbiage. Got it. So I hate that it was already an hour, but I... I just I know love this so fast. <laughs> right. I looked up, I go, shoot, but let me just, there's a few things that I want to cover the, um, cause what you do is you, I mean, the, the children that these parents that you're helping to, you know, give them structure and, you know, trying to figure that like really helping these children open up that ability. Right. 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 That is really, and I feel like because how you were in, in that closed door. Yes. <laughs> for so yes. many years, like that's such right. a passion of yours to help these children, you know, sooner open, you know, Absolutely. get out of Yeah, whatever. Well, what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also the families, you know, are with the child all the time. So if they're going to be afraid of it and they're using sage all the time and they're trying to get rid of the spirit, the child's going to say, "Well, I guess I'm not going to do anything about it." But right. if the family is supportive, yes, it will shape the child. It will nurture the child to go ahead and use their gift and their spirituality to help others. Right. Because that's what we're here for. You know, have you done past life regressions? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I think they're fascinating. Yes. Yeah, so I had yes. one and I had a woman on the show a couple months ago that did my past life. And I, we talked about, we're all coming to this place where we're teaching children, you know, how to be psych, you know, we're, it's kind of like Atlantis. So we're coming into that um, place. So she says, you know, you're, you're the teacher, you, this is your passion. You, there's something about kids. I did my past life and I, every past life I had, we're teaching children. 
Yes. But I, but I yeah. see that in you. Like I see how you, like it's, there's an inspiration inside of your soul that is sparking this, whatever, you know, you, it's, oh, it's, right. you're, it's familiar to you from past lives. Oh, my, uh, oh just, I see what you mean. Yes. And so that can be. that's how I just, because I see that in me. So that's why I see that in you. Oh, I see. And I, thank you. Thank you for that. And, you know, and I think the divine also put me into education for all these years, mm-hmm. you know, to work with different children. And, you know, they, you just, you have these experiences. And I know there's different philosophies on that. A lot of times people say, well, you were the one that created it. So if it was me or if it was the divine, whatever experience that I had is really has helped me to help these families. Yes. And help guide me to them. What what do you see? I mean, I feel like, you know, your book just came out in 2021. You know, this is so new to you in this, not new to you, but, you know, you're just starting to open the door and you know, what is coming? What are you, where are you in the next five years? What do you oh, for me. For yourself? What oh, is for your me. psychic reading for you? Yeah. <laughs> what me. is my psychic? And that, you know, I want to continue doing what I am doing now is mainly work with the families and try to educate others that it's okay to be a psychic medium. It's okay to bring it, you know, show everybody your authentic self. So I just, I've always been that way where I'm working with people or working with children. So I want to continue that within the next five years or 10 years or how much I have left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. And and really, I, I feel like I am meeting, you know, I think once you find your unique self and you show everybody, you start seeing other people are attracted to you. They're yes. a lot like you. And so I feel like I have gotten so many new friend, best friends for the last couple of years. And I am meeting the, I mean, God gift uh, connections, mm-hmm. you know, that I am very blessed to have. Yes. You know, I, I introduce you to my dear friend, Ellie Molina. That yes. Has, that yes. Has, I've had her on the show twice, if you ever yes. want to go back and listen to her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because when I was reading about you, it was like, gosh, she sounds just like, you know, Ellie, even the um, ordained ministry she did, oh, right. you know, like all the things that she, but she used to have a magic school for kids. And yes. uh, have you, yeah. So anyway, I yes. just, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's like a magnet. I feel yeah. like kind of in my life too, it's like I'm uh, the last couple of years have been just this opening. I can just see this big, you know, this, where is it going? You know, who knows? Right. I mean, right. I don't know where this podcast is going. I don't know where, but I'm keep going. Cause I love oh, it yeah. so much. You know, you Absolutely. just keep, when you have that in you that you just, I would do it all day long. Yes. Yes. And I think you get in tune to it and you know where you need to go. Yes. And sometimes you don't know what's on the other side of the mountain until you mm-hmm. get there and you're going, oh, this is what it was. Yeah. Because I, you know, I didn't think that, I didn't know I was going to write a book two years ago. Know, <laughs> it, just, it was something I had to do. And, you know, and I love the title, you know, Spiritual Nurturing for Intuitive Children, because when you look at intuitiveness, you really need to look at being spiritual as well. Because it is so spiritual. And I think we need to know that there is something bigger out there that is not is also guiding us, you know, to love and help one another. When you are listening, when you're doing a reading, so describe intuition and listening to your higher self. 
versus listening to your spirit guides or how does that, how do you differentiate that? Especially when you're so tuned into getting to that um, level. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I think it's all one, you know, even though it's coming from your team, I think, and I always tell people, I, I always connect with my higher self and I, and I really don't know. I can't really explain how I know that. And then whenever I am communicating with my spirit team. How I know a little bit of the difference is I always say, well, give me a sign. So that's when I'm reaching out for, you know, some guiding guidance or some help. So that's how I know that it's coming from a spirit team. But sometimes your intuition is your intuition. It's everybody, everything that you have. And your team is a part of you, is a part of your soul as well. So does that make sense? Yes, it's all okay. one. Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. we're, one. we're all one. Exactly. And that's what I feel because I know, I knew when I was supposed to have my first child, I knew when I was supposed to get married, I had everything planned out. My husband's going, how do you know all this? Oh, funny. And really? Said, yeah. Cause he, wow. would, yeah, he would, he said, well, I always think with my head, I think logically. Right. And I said, I don't, I think, you know, through my gut feeling mm-hmm. it's just, and when we, we discussed, we'd only have two children. And I said, you know what? I need, we need to have a third one. I just feel it. And he goes, okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. You don't have to ask me twice. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, because every, and you know how it is as a mom, you have that mother intuition. And to me, it's about the same thing. You know, it's your intuitiveness about life as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love to, I know it's a practice too. It's getting yes. to understand, you know, to yeah. keep working on that and listening and, and taking that action, that little voice told you to do and not question it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? And a lot of people go, oh, I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> and then you're going, I should have done that. Right. Yes. Or, uh, the, I yeah. always say, don't live with what ifs. You yeah, know, that's like, exactly. Yeah. Go and do it. You know, have say you heard- yes more. Yes. Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, it's just coincidence? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, no, sorry. <laughs> There's no coincidences. <laughs> no, I just love it. I could talk to you all day. That was yeah. so fun. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. Thank so you so they much. can get your book, Spiritual Nurturing for Intuitive Children, Training Parents to Embrace and Enhance Their Psychic Child's Abilities. Yes. They can get it at Amazon or any bookstore that they go to. It should be there. They can also get a free chapter at my website just to make sure that the book is for them. And my website is uh, www.michellehendersonmedium.com. Perfect. Uh, I can't wait to just see where you go and follow you and Thank you for those readings. That, that oh, was amazing. Yes. That was a of gift. Course. I wasn't expecting that. Well, thank you for allowing me to connect with your loved ones. Oh, I love to do that. That was amazing. I've never had that. I've always wanted that connection with my dad. Yes. I do have that connection with him. Yes. I write a letter to him before we start every podcast and thanking him for being here. Oh, that is awesome. And to my guides and God and Uh, Every time I write it and thanking for connecting me with Michelle and, you know, for, for speaking through me and using the words that he would want or God and all the guides. But, um, I've always, yes, 
I think that's why at the very beginning, (laughs) I was not able to come up with words because sometimes when spirit comes in that heavy, it kind of makes you loopy, I guess you could say. Huh. Loopy. That sounds fun. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Now you have to turn it, turn it off and then be with your husband and be regular life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's what I'll have to do after the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It was so nice to meet you. Oh, well, thank you. I really thank enjoyed you, getting you. to know you and your gifts and all that you have to offer and be here to change these children and help these parents. Yes. Not change yes. them, but open, no, no, up, yeah. <laughs> open them up to right. Right, right. what their gifts are for this world. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the magic.